to the Harvard on China podcast at the Fairbank Center for Chinese Studies. 欢迎来到费正清中国研究中心的哈佛论中国播客。The Fairbank Center is a world-leading center on China at Harvard University. On May 24, 2017, a court in Taipei struck down Taiwan's ban on same-sex marriage, opening the doors for the island to become the first place in Asia to recognize same-sex unions. The Taiwanese legislature now has two years in which to pass a law permitting same-sex marriage, which was a campaign promise of current President Tsai Ing-wen and her Democratic People's Party, the DPP. I'm James Evans at the Fairbank Center's Harvard on China podcast, and I asked George Yin, a former Fairbank Center graduate student associate and newly appointed research fellow in government at Dartmouth College, about what this ruling means for politics in Taiwan. So same-sex marriage、uh, became a big topic in Taiwan in the past two three years. I think partly because the uh, DPP, uh, which is the current ruling party, really wanted to capture more of the um, uh, votes from uh, the younger voters、uh, in Taiwan, and therefore when it was、um, uh, running its presidential campaign, it really made same-sex marriage a big uh, issue. Uh, in fact, same-sex marriage. Uh, is actually part of their campaign promise. So President Chai actually told everyone that if she's elected president, she would push for same-sex marriage. Has this been part of the DPP's platform for a long time, or is this a relatively recent phenomenon? So this is a relatively recent phenomenon, I would say. So, so DPP is traditionally known as more liberal and progressive, uh, uh, the more liberal and progressive political party in Taiwan. But when it comes to same-sex marriage, I think there is still some、um, intra-party divisions. Like some people are really supportive、uh, of it. So, for instance, uh, uh, there has been、uh, efforts in the Taiwanese parliament to push through a new law that will legalize same-sex marriage. And、uh, two of the main、uh, legislators pushing for the passing of this are、uh, DPP members.、Uh, nonetheless, the same-sex marriage is actually one of the issues in Taiwan where.、Uh, Uh, legislators、uh, would actually vote across parties. So interestingly, in terms of the、uh, that particular legislature、uh, in support of same-sex marriage, there are actually KMT slash Blue Party、uh, legislators in support of the uh, uh, legislature too, as one of the main proposers. So you actually see both、uh, legislators from the Blue Party and the Green Party both supporting、uh, the pushing for same-sex marriage,、um, you know,、uh, legal agenda. But on the other hand, you also see opposition,、uh, you know, across、uh, party lines. So although the blue party,、um, which is the KMT, and the green party, the DPP, usually they really don't like each other. But on this issue, they actually would、uh, basically put aside their usual political differences regarding the status of Taiwan versus China. But you know, but either push for same-sex marriage or fight against this im- like immoral, you know, attempt to、uh, attempt to corrupt、uh, Taiwanese society. Well, and that's been a theme that you hear people who are against this legislation coming up with is that same-sex marriage is somehow a new Western import to Taiwan,、uh, and is somehow against you know these thousands of years of history of the nation, although they never specify which nation they're、yeah. talking about.、Um, do you think that's factoring into the debate?、Uh, yes, actually, in fact, it's very it's, so. It's quite interesting. So at the Supreme Court deliberation over the、uh, over same-sex marriage. Uh, the current minister of uh, justice uh, is actually uh, uh, from the, who's a DPP member, actually opposed 
same-sex marriage on the ground that uh, it's not unconstitutional because when the Republic of China constitution was written in, 19, in the 1930s, uh, same-sex marriage wasn't really an issue back then because in Chinese history or Chinese tradition, there's no, you know, because China doesn't have a tradition of same-sex marriage, basically. And that's his argument. And of course, he was, a, uh, you know, the Supreme Court justices, um, you know, disagree with him. And now the minister is actually, has actually been ridiculed uh, in cyberspace uh, quite a bit. Now his nickname is Qian uh, Nian uh, which means a minister of from a thousand years ago. <laughs> so uh, I think we as, could call some of our ministers that as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. But this Western argument is you know part of the argument, and there's also this argument about sex, um, you know, basically sexual morality. You know, uh, a lot of people who oppose same-sex marriage said that if you pass this kind of legislation, it would uh, uh, you're basically um, uh, legalizing orgies, drugs, basically all kinds of you know sexual practices. In Taiwan, this has been pushed by the judiciary. Yeah. So although it's gone through the legislature in the past, it hasn't got very far. Yeah. Uh, and the judiciary has, in fact, now said you have two years yeah. to, to make this legal. Yeah. In America as well, the judiciary has pushed a lot of same-sex laws. So you think about same-sex legislation coming through some of the red states yeah. here. Whereas in Europe, it's come through the legislature, yeah. which in some ways implies that there's maybe more public support for it. Yeah. Um, do you think that Taiwan legalizing same-sex marriage through the judiciary will have an impact on how that law comes to be made? I think it would give more momentum to the pro-same-sex marriage coalition in Taiwan. And uh, probably, and it will probably nudge the president towards putting, uh, I guess, stronger support behind same-sex marriage. Because actually the president, interestingly, is quite ambiguous uh, on this topic. Uh, she you know, made the campaign promise, but after she was elected, she, yeah, she kind of pushed for it, kind, you know, kind of supported it, but, you know, but never said, this is like one of my key agenda, I want this passed. So now, given the judiciary, uh, the, this new ju judiciary uh, decision, I think the president might actually, you know, step up, step up its support and just say, okay, now, you know, this is a legal issue. Like, you know, the Supreme Court has made this decision, and therefore, I want to, you know, let's make this part of the agenda. I think the judiciary um, uh, decision, frankly, is really just giving the. Uh, uh, would really help the president in terms of giving her a political cover for pushing something that's actually quite controversial. Because, so quite interestingly, I think um, the uh, uh, anti-same-sex marriage coalition in Taiwan actually did have a pretty effective campaign in terms of uh, obstructing uh, the passing of same-sex uh, marriage legislature. Basically, what they did in um, Chinese, um, using a Chinese phrase, is like you first cry, you second, uh, uh, you know, you fight, and third, you uh, try to express your, uh, express your frustration by uh, telling everyone that you're going to kill yourself by hanging yourself. But basically, that's what they did. You know, a lot of incredibly dramatic, uh, uh, you know, protests, which actually made people starting to get really worried about, you know, the implication of passing a same-sex marriage law. It sounds like there are a lot of ties between the anti-same-sex marriage movement in Taiwan and anti-same-sex movements in the United States. There's a lot of money, influence, oh. um, and this is not uncommon throughout the yeah. world that a lot of very sort of uh, anti-same-sex groups that are quite pro-religion in America yeah. will go to other countries yeah. and try and support legislation. Yeah. Do you think that might have played an impact into the division in Taiwanese society on this issue? 
So interestingly, I think this is maybe more of a factor that would affect people's uh, actually support for same-sex marriage because one argument that sometimes people put forth is that, oh, by passing this, uh, it will really improve Taiwan's international status. Taiwan will be the first country you know, in Asia that will legalize same-sex marriage and, you know, and we can claim that Taiwan is the bastion of democracy and uh, liberalism. Uh, and I don't know the details, but I do remember that there are also same-sex marriage activists uh, from other countries coming to Taiwan in support of the initiative, especially at the, I think there was a probably some pride, uh, gay pride parade. Oh, last yeah, year. yeah, and that was uh, uh, that was actually an issue, and uh, same-sex marriage was an issue, and actually a lot of people from abroad, I think, actually came to, uh, uh, you know, to to the uh, to that particular parade, you know, specifically to support, uh, you know, same-sex marriage. So uh, yeah, so I think if if you look at international factors, it's actually uh, uh, good for same-sex marriage uh, in Taiwan, uh, and but would but actually does uh, undercut the uh, anti-same-sex marriage positions. And to pick you up on uh, Taiwan's international image, uh, we, we have uh, Professor Stephen Goldstein here yeah. who runs our Taiwan Studies workshop, yeah. and he often talks about Taiwan as the orphan of Asia, yeah. in that it's entirely dependent on goodwill from the very few countries that do uh, yeah. recognise it as a state, yeah. and this craving of international recognition. Will same-sex marriage help Taiwan on the international stage? I think probably a very indirect uh, way it probably makes it easier for uh, Taiwanese diplomats, for instance, to approach politicians from certain, uh, uh, you know, from per- certain spectrum. But frankly, I think this serves more of a self gratification purpose rather than uh, uh, you know actually helping Taiwan in terms of achieving its international goal. So maybe I'm too cynical. <laughs> you mentioned that this is a sort of a tricky balancing act for Tsai Ing-wen, where she needs the support of younger people. Um, and same-sex marriage is a good way to reach them. But I guess same-sex marriage is also another way of the DPP distinguishing themselves from the KMT in terms of uh, positioning Taiwan as this multicultural, multilingual, minority rights favouring place under the DPP. Do you think that there will be other legislation in the process moving forward, like same-sex marriage or gay rights or minority rights, that the DPP will try to push in order to further that platform? Okay, so I guess first thing, I think interestingly, that I think the DPP and the KMT are actually not that different in terms of, uh, you know, pushing a political platform for, uh, you know, more liberal, uh, you know, multicultural you know, society for minorities. So interestingly, this morning uh, in America, the newly elected uh, KMT uh, chairman, uh, Wu Duanyi, changed his Facebook uh, profile picture to a picture of a rainbow flag which interestingly actually attracted a lot of radicals from uh, the netizens because KM, so KMT traditionally you know, is actually much more conservative and doesn't really care too much about minority issues as um, you have just said. But uh, recently they've been uh, trying hard, I think, to move more towards this uh, you know, progressive uh, spectrum while still focusing on their uh, differences uh, on, uh, on China uh, with the uh, DPP. So again, like the goal here is to really uh, try to capture uh, young voters who have um, deserted KMT in mass uh, you know, in, the, in the past few years. Yeah, and a similar thing happened in the UK where our Conservative Party yeah. actually pushed same-sex marriage as part of a coalition with the Liberal Democrats yeah. as an attempt to try and soften the edges yeah. of being the quote-unquote nasty party of the past. Yeah, 
But I think in terms of same-sex marriage and, you know, related, I guess, minority protection legislators, I doubt if uh, President Tsai would push this initiative, uh, you know, further, uh, just because she has a lot of on her plate, on her plate already, uh, you know, from uh, care of the elderly, from, you know, reforming, you know, labor market rules to uh, to industrial policy, like, yeah, she, she has too, yeah, she has too much going on already, I think. So now that the judiciary has ruled on same-sex marriage, the legislature has two years in which to implement this law. Yep. Um, so we shall see when in the legislative cycle uh, this turns up. Georgian, thank you so much for taking the time to talk through this debate with us today. Yep, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Harvard on China podcast at the Fairbank Center for Chinese Studies. To listen to more interviews from leading scholars of China, check out the Harvard on China playlist at Harvard University's SoundCloud page.